What country puts a 150% tax on any sale of a new car? And it's not Canada. Wow. <laughs> and speaking of cars, how many cows can you get in a Bentley? This is season seven of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm Roy. And we scoured the internet this week to get you more totally useless information. Plus, we'll answer your questions on our mailbag segment. And in the news, a nude man is in the news. Totally <laughs> useless information. It's everything you never needed to know. You have me in the news, Nick? Uh, no, but if you want, I can sell you some pictures. This is Totally Useless Vehicle Information with Nick, Meet Me, and Roy. Yeah, if you go to our website, nickandroy.com, you'll see Roy's vroom vroom because he's posing in his underwear. Yeah, I know. That's a, that's that's like people actually sent me that picture. <laughs> they said, what the hell are you doing in your underwear? I said, man-made underwear sent us underwear. It's really good. Exactly. If you send us stuff, we'll wear it. Mm-hmm. Be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Nick, Nick looked really good in that tutu, so thanks to that dance company. For... <laughs> that's right. Exactly. And they charged me 3-3 for it. Hey, uh, here's, here's my teaser right off the bat. I'm going to call this bovine Bentley. If you're a vegan or vegetarian or even a lover of animals, don't buy a Bentley because it is so full of leather, it takes 14 cows to make it. Bentley not only uses leather from the cows that live in Northern Europe, there are no mosquitoes and less barbed wire to mark the skin. Likewise, only bulls are used because they don't get stretch marks from becoming pregnant. Well, let me tell you something. I saw a thing on Bentley, and part of the reason they use so many cows is because they only use one cow per seat, whereas other companies mix the leather from all different cows, I guess. You know, they just have pieces of leather, and they sew them together. Bentley won't do that. They only use the same leather from the same cow for each seat. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. See, that's what happens when you get that rich, Nick. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know? You end up buying a Bentley that kills slaughtered millions of cows, and then you end up flying on your private jet. The laws don't apply to you. No, they don't. If you are texting and driving, yeah, are you doing that, Nick? No, I am not. Both. You better not, and you better listen to this and pay attention to the road, folks that are listening right now in your car. Yes. Most crashes happen within three seconds from when you get distracted. So we all look down at our phones and think, oh, I only looked for a couple of seconds, you know? Yeah. Well, it only takes three seconds. A study was done. And usually when people look down to either read a text or text, within three seconds, boom, they're in a crash. And if you are texting while you're driving, you're 23 times more likely to crash. That's big. Wow. Okay, so both mm -hmm. hands on your wheel. Mm -hmm. Do not adjust the podcast, or if you're listening to us on the radio, don't touch anything. You have to listen to totally useless information with Nick and Roy to the very end. Do you do you think when you hit the horn on a Bentley, it goes moo? <laughs> it probably does, or a cowbell, or maybe this is a it cowbell. might say it might say moo moo out of over. my way, move out of my way, exactly. <laughs> Uh, farewell, Ford Fiesta. 
Not that I spit all uh-huh. over the microphone. But Ford uh, recently stopped making Ford Fiestas. More than 4.2 million Ford Fiesta models have been sold in Britain, making it officially the best-selling car in the UK in history. Having knocked, having knocked, I almost said knocked up, having knocked the Ford Escort off its pedestal as former champion back in 2014, the Fiesta still outsells its closest competitor by more than two to one. By comparison, yeah. but hold on. Okay. One last thing yeah, before. Yeah. By comparison, the entire country of Lebanon, its population is 4.1 million. Oh, wow. And they sold 4.2 million Ford Fiestas in, in the UK. You were saying? Four, but yeah, not to be racist. Yes. They are now producing what they call the celebration in the United States. Really? Get it? Get it? Oh, Fiesta. Right. <laughs> Fiesta. You know what? Spanish. <laughs> You know, because you know, I'm sorry, I didn't get that right away. Because you know what, I drive a, I drive a uh, Ford Siesta. Siesta, <laughs> right? Because you're always asleep behind the wheel. Exactly, <laughs> and I'm not even texting. As of 2022, the Tesla Corporation became the most valuable car company in the world. Oh. Now, get ready for this. They don't even produce a tenth of the cars that the smallest other company produces. <laughs> Think about this. Yeah. And their build quality is just disgraceful. Sorry, Elon. <laughs> but your car company sucks. <laughs> but it is valued by because of, because of the stock market. And it is the most valuable car company in the world. What a, what a scam. My goodness. <laughs> Imagine how many cows died to put it. They put it in a Tesla, and then if it's an electric car, would you call that fried beef? Nah, they probably do what Mercedes is doing now. They call it MBX or something or MB Syntex leather. It's not real leather, oh. and when you get in the car, it kind of smells like leather yeah. because they probably put some scent in it. You yeah, know? exactly. I used to wear. They probably probably walk up to the cow and they say, "Hey, okay, <laughs> let's put that in the car." Yeah. So. So what happens is in um, in junior high school, I wore pleather because I guess my mom couldn't afford leather. So I wore this pleather jacket. It was, I guess, basically plastic, right? That's why they call it pleather. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I didn't get beat up in junior high. No. It's so funny because some things don't change. They just change a little bit. Now Nick wears pleather pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Before you know, so I went from a pleather coat to pleather pants. I'll be wearing pleather shoes next year. Nick, we- Nick wears pleather ripaway pants when he goes on his strip jobs. <laughs> oh, you did remember. You know why? Yeah, I'm the guy who gave you that dollar bill. I was going to say. You know, I was going to say that's how we became fast friends. He gave me my first dollar. Hey. Actually, I gave him a hundred. I was like, get another job, please. I'm almost blind. <laughs> and I gave him back change. Franciscan friar Roger Bacon was born in 1214. Now, you're thinking, did he invent bacon? Nope. He potentially predicted that we'll all be flying around in cars around 800 years before the combustion engine was even a thing. So, in one of the monk's many works, he dreamed of a day when carriages would no longer be pulled by horses and we would be able to travel at tremendous speeds. He wrote in 1214, Cars can be made so that without animals, they will move with unbelievable rapidity. Now, not only this, now for this Franciscan friar had a lot of time of his hand, on his hands, basically. Mm-hmm. He also predicted the creation of aeroplanes, steam-powered engines, submarines, and even scuba equipment. 
Mm. Yeah. You'd think he would have invented the fryer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he invented the eggs and bacon. <laughs> <laughs> and bring home the bacon. This is no Fiesta, but it is a Ford. In 1909 to 1927, Ford built 15 million, oh. 15 million Model Ts. Initially, the Model T took 12 hours to build. By 1913, they trimmed and cut that time down to every eight minutes. So they went from 12 hours to eight minutes per car. In the last year of production, 1927, a Model T rolled off the line every 24 seconds. Wow. Less than a minute to build a Model T technically from start to finish. What have you done in less than a minute? Uh, well, sex comes to mind. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and go figure, you wore leather. <laughs> or was it pleather? I don't want to show up myself. It was 68 seconds. That's right. <laughs> uh, third light is a charm. Psychologist Don John Vavadesky first introduced the third brake light, which is a requirement in all modern-day vehicles. He introduced it in 1974. Vovdovsky is his name, because I mispronounced it the first time, studied the effects of driving on attention, talking about you know distracted driving, yeah. Testing a small, inexpensive gadget on 343 taxi cabs in San Francisco. This new light, which would eventually become the third brake light, made it easier for other drivers to recognize if the car in front of them was slowing down. Yeah, he chose San Francisco, Nick, because a lot of people there get hit from behind. <laughs> That's right, they do. <laughs> it was discovered that that third brake light caused 60% less rear-end collisions to your <laughs> To your point, <laughs> after discovering the increased safety that the third brake light provided, it quickly became a requirement on all automobiles. This safety system is much more important than current safety technology, allowing us to stay safe on the road and all kinds of other gadgets that they have. But the third light is the most important one invented in 1974. Yeah, and don't let anybody say that, that totally useless information. We don't take car crashes seriously. Because we do. That's right. One Denmark. Mm -hmm. This is my teaser. Ah. Denmark puts 150% tax on any new car purchased. What? Yes, 150% tax. So if it's a, a, a $20,000 car, they're going to charge you 50 grand, right? 150% tax. Yeah, I think my math is correct. 150% of 20,000 would be 50, right? Wow. Yeah. Well, wait. No. Be... no yeah, said... it would be 50,000. Yeah. yeah, 30, 30%. Yeah, 30,000 in tax, more in tax mm -hmm. than the car is, is worth. So now they're going to try to do a reform and only charge 100%. They're going to be very, very nice to the people of Denmark. And they're going to only double the price of the car. Wow. <laughs> yes, good for them. Wow. So, wow. yeah, and if you're buying a Bentley, that's a one and a half more cows. By the way, there's free health care in Denmark. You just can't get to the hospital because nobody has a car. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Thank you for joining us week after week. We really appreciate it. This is this is the show before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was uh, stirring, not even a freaking mouse or a right, cow. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we have something really special coming your way next week as it is Christmas time. And then the week after that, we have everyone's favorite, which is our bloopers and uh, best of 2022. And some people think yeah. it's one and the same. Those are some of our most listened to shows. Yeah. And and folks, listen, I want to also bring up get get in get in on w, at uh, www.nickandroy.com mm-hmm. and get your birthday messages in. We're going to be doing anniversary messages now. Yep. I'm going to tell you right now, nickandroy.com, click on birthday messages and you are going to be amazed. It is a great great gift. In fact, we get emails every single week now. We're doing five and six and seven a week of these now. And everybody is so, they're flipping out over them. But get them in so that we can do them for you. It is a private show for that special person for either their birthday or now we're doing anniversaries. So nickandroy.com, nickandroy.com, and just click on birthday messages. Before we go to our next topic, which is music, on totally useless information with Nick and Roy. One of our birthday message uh, clients, uh, and one of our listeners, quite frankly, she's, she and her friends flew down to Florida, and they went to go see Roy. What was that like? Oh, my God. They come up to me, and they're like, uh, we have a request. Uh, do you know a song? Uh, it's called O'Donna. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't have that song, you know? And then she goes, how about the song uh, Love My Babesy Wavesy? And I'm like, she goes, did you ever hear that? Did you ever hear Babesy Wavesy? And she, uh, it was so funny because that's her nickname for her husband. <laughs> and that was in the, in the birthday message. But Donna, Dennis, Suzette, and Babesy Wavesy, <laughs> you guys are the best. We had so much fun. And of course, I try to embarrass them all through the night yeah. <laughs> as my Canadian friends. So, but you guys are my Canadian friends, and I thank you so much. That's fantastic. I'm glad you came down. I hope you enjoyed. Yeah, that was awesome. And uh, we really, uh, the first time actually we met actual uh, listeners from our show. So, thank you very much. As you're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. From Beethoven to Bieber, rock and roll to rhythm and blues, this is Totally Useless Music Information with Nick and Roy. The Russian word for no is nyet. Russian yes. Russian cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin apparently famously sang Shostakovich song called My Homeland Hears from Space. So mm. technically it was the first song sung in space. Here's the problem. Nobody recorded it. Oh my god. So and I think you had the information on one of the shows that the very first song, I believe, was Jingle Bells that was yes. played in space. But Yuri, the Russian cosmonaut, sang My Homeland Years. This really makes the very first song in space, but nobody heard it. Right. So we, we don't know if they're lying or not. Yeah. And far be it from having Russian disinformation. Allegedly. Yeah. So, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. So yeah. So Boy, I'll tell you, you can't you can't trump that one. No, you can't. <laughs> you know, it's like that expression, you know, if you hear if you um 
if a tree falls in the forest and there's nobody there who will hear it or something like that. So yeah. if a cosmonaut sings in space and you don't record it, did it really happen? Yeah, and it's funny because nyet means no. And Nick knows the word no in like 30 different languages for most of the girlfriends he had in <laughs> high school. <laughs> okay, ready for this uh, crazy fact, okay? The piano played in the recording of the song Bohemian Rhapsody. I think everyone in every country in the world knows Scadaboos, Scadaboos, do the fandango. Yes. Okay. That song, the the piano that was used by Freddie Mercury in that recording session mm -hmm. is the same piano that Paul McCartney wrote and recorded Hey Jude on. Really? Yes. How cool is that? That's really, that's a real Scaramouche. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yet. Yes. Scaramouche this. The world's <laughs> longest running performance mm. will end in the 27th century. What? Okay. I'll repeat that. The world's longest running performance will end. Because usually when you hear the longest running show on Broadway was, the longest running yeah, song it's was. It's still going on. It's still going on. A 639-year performance based on eccentric composer, you think, John Cage's, and it's called As Slow As Possible. It started mm -hmm. in September 2001 and is still playing at St. Butchard's Church in Germany. Deutschland! The performance by an automated... <laughs> And we've all experienced this in high school. The performance by an automated organ plays yes. so slowly that visitors... Nick uses an automated organ sometimes. <laughs> That's right. Since that, Medi medication <laughs> since that problem occurred. <laughs> right. So the performance by an automated organ plays so slowly that visitors have to wait two months in order for a chord to change. And mm -hmm. it's scheduled to end in 2640. And Roy and I will be there. The performance is so slow that the organ it's played on was not even completed before the concert began. Additional mm -hmm. pipes were added before the notes and chords changed. A generation of musicians will keep the organ going. And in case you're wondering what it sounds like, here's a small sample of John Cage's As Slow As Possible. That's it. That's one note. And it'll change the chord. Doesn't sound like he's playing with his organ. <laughs> it is. Okay. And so it takes two months for a chord to change. The world's, it's the world's most, the longest running performance as slow as possible. Yeah. But, you know, he's got something going there, you know? I mean, he's got all his people there, like, waiting and waiting. Oh, my God. God, if you're listening to that, folks, you really need to contact someone and speak to them <laughs> because you need you need to get a life. <laughs> People who have brain injuries, Nick. <laughs> what, what did you miss a punctuation in there? Comma, Nick. Now, now I joke around with Nick all the time, but yes. Nick does not have a brain injury. In fact, Nick does not have a brain. Right. <laughs> yes, listen, I went to the doctor, I had a check, they didn't find nothing. <laughs> People with brain injuries are given what's called music evoked autographical memory, which is broken down to memes. Not memes like when you're texting, 
M-E-A-M-S means. It's music evoked autographic memory. These people that have brain brain injuries, they play songs to them because the songs activate memory functions in the brain, which opens up new channels to try and figure out what the memory is. So they're finding that music is one of the best tools to opening up memories in the brain, which then sparks the brain to keep going. Amazing. I'll I'll share this with the audience. Uh, So my mom, um, rest in peace, um, suffered from Alzheimer's. And in the early stages, the doctors had suggested to play, um, she was born in Italy, so they, they suggested to play Italian music, especially the songs that she would have heard when she was younger. And when we played those songs, she became more verbal as best as she could, and she was more alert. So it was quite something. So I can tell you firsthand that music definitely impacted uh, my mom at that stage of Alzheimer's. Yeah, my mom had Alzheimer's too. And um, terrible, terrible disease, Mm -hmm. you know. Although I couldn't tell for a while because she never paid attention to me when I was a little kid anyway. So what (laughs) was the difference? She may believe at times she didn't know me like when we were in crowds, you know. But going back to the music thing for a second, how many times do we hear a song on the radio and like, oh, that was our high school song, or that was a school, that was our, you know, the song that was playing on the radio when uh, when we first met, or something like this. So, uh, music definitely has an impact on our brains. Yeah, I, that that Donna Summer song, "Love to Love You, Baby," that one gets me all the time. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, you know what it gets you? It gets you into trouble. Is what it gets you. <laughs> Such a great song. It it's is. So, so the words, the words are perfect. Get ready for this one. This is like one of the showstoppers. All right. Michael Jackson wanted to play. He called up Stan Lee. And I'll explain who Stan Lee is. But Michael Jackson wanted to play the role of Spider-Man in the original first movie. So he calls up Stan Lee and he says, Hello, Stan. It's me, Michael. No, so he said, I want to play Spider-Man. And Stan Lee said, well, to be very honest with you, no, we really we don't think you fit the role. And thank you anyway. Well, Michael Jackson was so mad, he tried to buy Marvel Comics oh. to get himself the role. And they actually entertained the thought of him buying it, but he it never goes through. And of course... Stan Lee uh, doesn't choose him. Well, Pretty wild, right? It is wild, but Stan Lee wasn't uh, Canadian, but uh, Stanley Canuck was, so I think you're mixing up the two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Lee was probably Bruce? Canadian. He looks Canadian. He has that Canadian look to Yeah, him, he Bruce does. Lee. Yeah, he does. Dogfish <laughs> skin was often used in the 18th century to sand violins. Dogfish are a family of sharks. And dogfish sharks made up the second largest order of sharks in, at 119 species. They have two dorsal fins. Their skin is generally rough to the touch, hence being used to sand the wood of violins. I knew there was something fishy about my Stradivarius. <laughs> That's right, yes. <laughs> is, that, is that two dorsal fins, or you're really, really excited to see me? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Monaco is the only country... I love this one too, folks. This is another good one. Monaco is the only country that has a military orchestra 
they're not the only country that has, a lot of countries have military orchestras, but they have a military orchestra that's actually larger than their actual military. <laughs> it's larger than the army itself. So guess what? Like if there's going to be an invasion, they'll be like, wait, stay where you are. We're going to play you a tune. <laughs> Well, all they had to do, if they really get into trouble, they, they just, instead of uh, musical instruments, just put weapons in their arms, and now they've doubled the size of their army. No, like if, if like they're going to be invaded, if Monaco's going to get invaded, they play dom, dom, da-dom, dom, da-dom, da-dom, Well, if they have plants, and where was, what country was this? Monaco. Monaco. Where Princess Grace, Princess Grace was, Grace Kelly was the queen of Monaco. She was, absolutely, and she was a doll. Um, speaking of... My mom looked like her. When my mom was young, Grace Kelly and her looked very, very much the same. Are you saying you're royalty? I'm just saying my mom was a beautiful woman. Yes, she was, even in the, when I met her in her uh, later years, because Roy and I know each other. It's got, you know it's 42 years now that we know each other? That's frightening. It is, yeah. That is scary. Yeah, that we can count to forty-two. Absolutely. Exactly. That we even <laughs> that right. we even made it here. That's right. <laughs> music can make your plants grow faster. So I know this is the music section, but this could very well kind of cross over into another one of our topics, which is down the garden path on totally useless information with Nick and Roy. If you're a plant person, you should probably play some good music while watering them because they can help with their growth. Researchers at the National Institute of Agricultural Biotechnology in South Korea, they found that... Ooh, that yes, it's a, that's a big name. Yeah, that's it, important. It's the researchers at the National Institute of Agricultural Biotechnology in South Korea found mm -hmm. that music can make plants grow faster as well as healthier. Yeah. Well, crazy stuff comes from those places, you know, like uh, like uh, COVID. <laughs> no, it didn't. It didn't come from South Korea. Uh, your local um, girl, your local convenience store came from South Korea. I remember when they had the World Cup in South Korea, and every time they had a corner kick, like a, in the corner, I said, you know, up went a convenience store. So if you notice, in, in that fact, I said that you have to play some good music. Well, what constitutes good music? So if your plants ah. died, it means that you played them bad music, I guess. And what happens if you have a plant that likes rock or you have a plant that likes classical? You don't know. You know, like I... I could see a tomato plant liking rock and roll music. I could see maybe like uh, uh, corn liking uh, jazz. Welcome to the Corn Maze Jazz Festival. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, ah, shucks. You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. We invite shucks. you to join us on our, <laughs> on our website. Listen, we could have been talking about oysters. Um, ah, shucks. Uh, we'll listen to you. Go to our website, nickandroy.com. You can check out our full library of episodes. You can check out our birthday and anniversary messages. As we mentioned, you can also leave us a message by clicking uh, contact us, and we'll get into our mailbag a little later in the show. But you can also leave us a voicemail message, all at our website, nickandroy.com. And now, it's time for Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy, as they present Dreams. Wake up. Wake up. Dreams. Well, that? That was another one of those intros we did in one take. Yeah, you could tell. 
<laughs> What's the expression? Nick and I failed acting. You can tell that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's the uh, absolutely not ready for any prime time players at all. No. Some people uh-huh. annoy the hell out of me. Some? No, no I'm Some? joking. I'm joking. Some? No. Some people uh-huh. say that they don't dream. I'm sure that in the course of your life, somebody has said to you, Nick, that they don't dream. You know? Right. Well, poppycock. Everyone dreams. And most of the time, we dream for a limited amount of time every night. It's just that some people have a crappy recall of their dreams. Ah. In fact, some people suffer from no dream recall at all. There's a thing. Exactly. And some people, like Joe Biden, live in their dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Did I offend everybody on this show? (laughs) No, no. So what you just said is the president, President Biden is living his dreams? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. It's like what, what my, he's like at an ice cream shop every minute. Yeah, <laughs> one of my colleagues, you know, I would say to them, "Hey, how's it going?" And they'd say, "Well, I'm living the dream." And I tell them, well, "Wait till the alarm goes off." <laughs> uh, you can have well, those people who do dream or recall them. You can have four to seven dreams in one night. On mm-hmm. average, you can dream anywhere from one or two hours every night, like a mini series, I guess. We often have multiple dreams within dreams that we cannot remember. With only the last dream before waking, before being taking our waking consciousness, do we realize that you were dreaming. It's like you're binge dreaming, I guess. Yes. Now, because Nick and I never discuss our topics, sometimes we have topics that either are the same ones or overlap like we'll just say dreams you come up with four and i come up with four right and so sometimes we get the same fact which happens you know frequently because you know great minds think alike but the average person yes nick you're right dreams roughly two hours a night right so i said i want to do some math Uh oh because because i learned how to add up until high school <laughs> and that's about it for man. Right. No. So, two hours a night. So, how much in a lifetime? Roughly, using today's standards of a lifetime, you will dream for six years oh. of your life. Yes. And in one year, you'll dream roughly 1,460 hours in one year. So, 1,460 hours or six years in a total lifetime. Talk about dreaming on. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of nice because I think about Heidi. I've been thinking about Heidi Klum for what, six years? Yeah, six and a half. <laughs> six and a half if you uh, count the formative years. Deutschland. <laughs> she's, she's German, isn't she? Oh, she's German. Hey, German women, they're either beautiful or just but ugly. <laughs> <laughs> It's one or the other. Hey, if you ever are of German. That was a 50% insult. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, and they didn't figure out which half got it right. Uh, (laughs) So there isn't such a thing as precognitive dreams. Results of several surveys across large population sets indicate that between 18 and 38% of people have experienced at least one precognitive dream. And Mm. 70% have experienced deja vu. The percentage of persons who believe precognitive dreaming is possible is even higher, ranging from 63 
to 98%. Now, didn't I not tell you this in another episode? Oh, I don't know. right. 70% of us experience. <laughs> yes, exactly. 100%. Did, did, did I ever tell you that sometimes the cognitive dreams and, and they'll experience deja vu? No, I didn't know that. Where did you hear that from? Did I tell you that sometimes they'll experience deja vu? <laughs> The Listen, same, the same way that the, the same way the attention span of a goldfish is three seconds. <laughs> sometimes I dream of Heidi Klum, and I'm driving behind her in San Francisco, and oh, boom, yeah, rear end collision. Yeah, and yet, then <laughs> your third light goes off, <laughs> and I'm driving a Volkswagen. <laughs> Figure that one out. Woo! Talk about bumper cars. Yes. All right. <laughs> this is just plain interesting, okay? Yeah. DMT, dimethyl tripotane. Dimethyl tripotane is naturally produced while your brain dreams. It's very similar to melatonin. Right. It's 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 actually produced in the penile gland, not to be mistaken with mm-hmm. the penis. Right. That. Although during dreams, sometimes that is affected when I dream of Heidi. (laughs) So we produce DMT while we dream in the penile gland. It also happens two other times in our lifetime other than dreaming. Right before a baby is born, it releases DMT from its penile gland. And right before we die the penal gland releases DMT. DMT has a relaxing type of uh, effect on nerves and so on. So I I guess the brain knows that traumatic birth is traumatic. So it releases DMT and soothes you. When you're dreaming, DMT is released to give you, I guess, a relaxing feeling to keep sleeping and keep dreaming. And right before you die, DMT is released. Why not go off nice and calm, right? You know that's you know that's really something. So I, the thing is, uh, I mean, do you remember any of your dreams? Um, yeah, I I do. Most of them are nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, maybe because you're under stress or something, dreams can be a sign of underlying stress or anxiety. One of the most interesting findings about dreams is that many people experience them similarly. Have you ever been on the brink of sleep and had a dream of falling? Well, you're not alone. Many folks report dreams of falling, being naked in public, or losing their teeth. Well, that'll cause anxiety. I don't dream being naked in public. Sometimes I just walk around naked in public. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And people people around you who experience that wish they were dreaming. Yeah, yeah. And most of the guys that look at me feel bad about themselves, but I'm sorry. Yes. Well, <laughs> I'm just to, gifted. Yes. <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving and stop. According, <laughs> according to WebMD, although specific meanings of these dreams are very based on individual circumstances, all of these dreams can be linked to stress or anxiety. Now, again, me and Nick, great minds think alike. And Nick just said that a lot of people experience the same things like falling or being naked in public in dreams. Right. But this one is going to freak you out. I got some really good ones this week. You do. In, in 2006, a patient drew a face for their physician 
of a person in their dream or they had the face drawn by a professional um, or a sketch artist. That face, the psychiatrist then sent to a bunch of other colleagues who both study people's dreams and so on, only to find that the man's face appeared in other patients' dreams. They had never seen the face before, but when they saw it, they said, that guy is in my dreams. Up until to today, over 2,000 people claim that they have seen this man's face in their dreams. No. Yes. And if you want, folks, and I know you do, <laughs> you can go to thisman.org. Really? Thisman.org. Look it up and see the man's face and see if that face was ever in your dream. Wow. Okay. And and then you can go to nickandroy.com and you could see my face, ladies, and you'll be dreaming about it all night long. <laughs> Whether you're under stress or anxiety, it all depends on your perspective. Uh, you can I... fight Heidi Klum for me in your dreams. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so, um, those of you who don't know, but Roy became a grandparent recently. So, congratulations. Yeah. She's beautiful. I love her. She's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Which brings me to this next dream uh, fact. Well, people have asked, do babies dream? Believe it or not, babies begin dreaming even before they're born. So, before your granddaughter was born, she was dreaming. She was dreaming of meeting a great set of grandparents. Uh, during REM <laughs> sleep, their eyes move back and forth just like an adult's eyes do. Some scientists believe that fetuses dream while they're sleeping. Just like babies after birth, they probably dream what they know, the sensations yeah. they feel in the womb. Isn't that something? It's funny. I get like emotional when I'm holding her. It's really wild. It's just weird. Yeah. It's so cool. It's so cool. Like we created my son and now he's created. It's just nuts. It really is. Yeah. It's so amazing. Really? And if, if, if I mean, I don't want to get into the whole dogma thing, but if you don't believe in God after seeing that, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> there you <go>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, but you're listening to us. And you're listening to totally useless information with Nick and Roy. There's something wrong with you. Or maybe there's something right with you. There's something wrong with me anyway. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so you've come to the right place. We do really appreciate, truly, sincerely, uh, we've spent a, a full, another full year of uh, totally useless information. And even though we've come to the end of another year, we're not done yet because wait till the new year. We have lots of great stuff coming your way. Like we said, we now have anniversary messages available to you as well as our birthday messages. We have all kinds of guests coming up, special guests, all on Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. And if you go to our website, as we've mentioned many times, we make it simple because we can figure it out. It's nickandroy.com and you click on Contact Us. What's in the mailbag? What's in the mail? Randy from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hey, fellas. Okay. I'm reading it the way he wrote it. Uh, you two make a dynamic duo. If I had a female leader, Hosen, your show would blow my dress up. Thanks again okay. for the wonderful. Speaking of something wrong in the head. Okay. <laughs> yes. Thanks again for the wonderful show. I have always loved useless information. Now with the two of you, I'm beginning to feel more useless. 
wait a minute, what does that mm-hmm. mean? So then when I asked, yeah. I, I wrote back and I said, thank you, Randy, for your email. How did you find us? And he wrote back and he said, I found you on Google Podcasts, simply searching useless information. I listen to your show while I'm working. Lots of laughs and more useless info I share with those around me. So thank you, Randy. Here's his question. Well, he said you probably knew this. The maximum number of teeth in an adult male horse is 44. Now, you've owned horses or you've been around horses. Have you ever counted their teeth? Um, no, I, I, I fed them carrots, but never, no, I never counted the teeth, but I, I actually, uh, the, the, um, vet would come and, uh, he would check the horse and he would check the horse's teeth. And we never thought about how many teeth they had. That's pretty cool. So Randy says that an adult male horse has 44. Uh, yes, Randy, the horses generally have between 36 and 44. He wants to know how many teeth do zebras have? Mm. which is an interesting question. Depending on the species of zebra, the amount of teeth ranges from 36 to 40. So 40 seems to be the maximum. So thank you, Randy, from Tulsa. So wait, so horses have 44 and zebras have up to, let's say, 40. That's right. And and where is Randy from? Tulsa, Oklahoma. Right, where most of the girls only have two teeth. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Come on, we have yeah, one. I had to. Listen, I had to do it, Nick. <laughs> no, you see, no, Randy and everyone from Oklahoma, thank you for listening. Really, we really sincerely mean that. What he meant was the state of Alabama. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. What I say, Oklahoma? Oklahoma, yeah. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no. I meant Alabama because yeah. in Oklahoma, the wind is riding down the plane. I tell you <laughs> the truth. It's Harry from North Carolina. Hello, Harry. He says, we love your show. We listen to it in the shop. Everyone loves your show. Great. Cool. Thank you. We're in the furniture business. In fact, our family has been in the furniture business for over four generations. He does not tell me what the name of the company is. I wish he did. Maybe it's a pretty large company. Okay. He, he's been four generations in the furniture business. And he says he's going to stump. He says, we will stump you. What is the oldest? He must make bookcases. What is the oldest bookcase? He said, and where is it? Okay. Now, this one, Harry, I knew because my son actually saw the oldest bookcase. Oh, that's cool. Yes. And it is in Bodine Library at Oxford University in England. My son went there for a semester and he saw all the Charles Darwin stuff and all the stuff like that. And then there was this oldest bookcase in this Bodine Library. It's the oldest bookcase in the world because think about it, before books, there were no bookcases. Well, exactly. And he had some case. (laughs) So there you go, Harry. Yes, cool. No, you couldn't stump us. I'm sorry, Harry. But uh, we, we, uh, but that that one actually was a personal thing. That's cool. It is. Well, they are, these are really personal. We really do appreciate all of the emails. Once again, you go to nickandroy.com and click on contact us. And the website again is nickandroy.com. And now for something completely useless. So the MGM lion, we've we've all seen and heard the uh, the lion, right? And here's a sample of it. 
Now, the film studio used the Roaring Lion to introduce films since it was founded in 1924. The lion was chosen as the company's mascot in 1916 by publicist Howard Dietz as a tribute to his alma mater, Columbia University, whose mascot was a lion. Leo the lion was his name. Leo was replaced recently by a computer-generated lion because of increases in video resolution. So they changed it and replaced it with a computer-generated Leo the lion. I wonder, folks, do you think Nick is lying? Lion. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> lion. I am computer-generated. <laughs> On the show today, we talked about cars. We talked about music. We talked about dreams. It's time for the news. And now, from around the corner and around the world, this is TUI News. Neighbors in Stewart, Florida, upset. (laughs) They're really upset about a man doing his yard work in the nude. Despite telling neighbors the man is not breaking any laws. People, he wasn't? No. People live in this neighborhood, say their neighbor does yard work around the house naked, and they say that they call the sheriff's office, but the deputies say there's nothing they can do. One resident yeah. came out Sunday night to put the trash out, and I look over, and as the person said, and he is bent over, winding up his hose, and I'm like, that's my view of my neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. The guy was winding up his hose, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Concerned neighbors wanted to crack down on this naked truth. The man who lives at the end of their street is a nudist. Ah, he's a nudist. That's see? right. So you see he what falls I do? under the, the spare the rod law. I am going to repeat the last lines there because this was cleverly written. Oh, I wrote this. Concerned neighbors want to crack down on his naked truth. The man who lives at the end of the street is a nudist. <laughs> crack. Okay. He works on his crack. He, he works on his car. He does it naked, and everyone has called the police. Wait, he doesn't just do yard work. He works on his car. He works on his car too. He he works on his. Car. Does he do anything like uh, with the muffler pipe? Uh, no. I don't know if he's changing his catalytic converter or not. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's not all he's changing. I'm going to tell you this guy. Now, where is this in Florida? Stewart, Florida. Where is Stewart, Florida? Is now, come you? on. There's got to be laws that you cannot do yard work naked although you know i i i tell you i've seen some people do yard work down here in in like uh bikinis yeah but that's acceptable because you're in a beach town right you're damn right it's acceptable (laughs) (laughs) is it according to the law no it's according to roy (laughs) he works i've investigated every single case (laughs) that's right and he tested the strings and imagine some of them with g-strings for hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Roy's a musician, G-string. Okay. He works. This guy works on his car naked, and everyone has called the police, but he's just out there doing his yard work and whatever uh, car work that he sure, needs. Sure, sure. Yeah, you need a tune-up, you got to do a tune-up. And you know? the neighbors just can't bear it. <laughs> have some. <laughs> <laughs> bear it. Have you think s- the guy would get a pair of overalls or something? No, no. Underalls. Have have some respect for the neighbor's kids. Kids catch the bus here. It's wrong, says one of the neighbors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't have that with the kids. The kid's getting on the bus, and this guy's, uh, you know, checking his dipstick. But when the sheriff's office has been called, the deputies tell them as long as he isn't touching himself inappropriately, there's nothing they can do since he is on his own property. No, and they've seen it. He's touching basically the plants in the car. He's not really... 
he's, yeah, he's not doing anything inappropriate because he's on his own private property. He can do whatever yeah. the heck he wants. He's, he's, he's not playing with his privates on his private property. That's right. Exactly. In a public place. He's quite the mechanic, I heard. Boy, he can oil lube and filter on in a half hour. <laughs> I, I have seen these people actually stand in their front step, buck naked, both of them. Wait a minute. There's more Wait, than one. Two. And talk to the police officers, sheriff's department, and they told is me. Is this a man and a woman or two well, let's men? See. We found one person who doesn't have an issue with the neighbor stripped down to, well, nothing. Hmm. I don't know. So the, there are two people then, apparently. And you know what the uh, sheriff? But this, yeah, is, what this the, is becoming uh, this is becoming an epidemic now. Well, let me, <laughs> and there's no vaccine for it. So according to the sheriff, they said this is this is their solution. Just turn your head. That's yeah, but you know what? I tell you, I I I'm for these people because out of respect for the police during COVID, they wore a mask. This guy that that you're talking about yeah, yeah. is quite he's quite the daredevil. Now you think about this: you lean over into an engine, Nick. There's a lot of moving parts. <laughs> you know, you yeah. might not want to lean too far in. If you know what I mean, it might get you, you know? <laughs> yeah, I do know what you mean, but it doesn't indicate if the guy was Jewish or not. Now, hold on. There's one person in the neighborhood who does not have an issue with their neighbors being stripped down. Oh. I'm not one of those people who have concerns just because it's their way of life and it's on their property. And I know it's, it is legal. They spoke with the man in question off camera, and he said he was not interested in doing an interview because he and his family are private people. If they are private, you know, why are your privates on display? This is what you asked before, right? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, this is, I would be offended. That is not private at all. This is a very public one, neighbor said. They can't bear it anymore. Yeah, I mean, this is Florida, so anything goes down here. We're pretty much now the state where anything goes. Think about it. Most of the people are moving from Chicago, New York, and California are coming here. Mm -hmm. So basically, all the lunatics in the United States are moving <laughs> to Florida. That's right. Okay, so it's not going to—you know that person's from California. Probably. They're, they're like— you know, free, free love and all this stuff. They're running around naked. Wait a minute. I just realized you're right. They are from California. You know why? Because he was right. showing his California raisins. <laughs> you know, Nick, come to Florida. We're very big into nature down here. I bet you are. <laughs> hey, that's all the time we have for this episode of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. We thank you very much for joining us. And uh, as we said, this is the, the last show before Christmas, and we have a special show coming next week and our annual bloopers and best of show the week after that. And in 2023, we have lots of great stuff. So we're going to gather more totally useless information. We'll scour the Internet and every source we can come across to find useless information just for you. And we want to thank all of our listeners that make this show so popular. Thank you so much. All around the world, all over Canada, in the United States. It's really fantastic. We, we thank you so much. Please keep up the good work of telling friends to listen to the show. And you guys at the Furniture Factory, keep going. Tell a friend about the trend. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening. Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy is a production of NickAndRoy.com. Visit NickAndRoy.com to access the full library of episodes or wherever you get your podcasts.